So, er with er, honey, and your mechanot when the phone rings. Ooh, answer it in the voice, yes. What are you doing with my daughter? Ooh, tell her girl, and she say, My dad is dead. Then who was phone? Hello and welcome to this festive episode of the Spoops Podcast. <laughs> we are so glad that you're tuning in. Um, couple things. Stephen is fed and in camera view. Um, <laughs> I'm not in a cooler. <laughs> which is a rarity, but also... The wonderful wives. The, the things that make us... Brothers, the, the things. The things, the things <laughs> Bradley. Oh, the yes. women that make us brother-in-law. The, the, the women. <laughs> the women, Bradley. Ah, this beautiful, precious pearl. This gem of beyond gems. Hi, Grandma Sharon. This beautiful perfection that is the encapsulation of all my hopes and dreams. Not a mere woman. We're just gonna we're just gonna start this now for the video viewers. Uh, the bottom third of the screen. I'm just gonna put it on there. You're gonna see it. Watch this. Oh well, that's anyway. But uh, we're just gonna start a running tally of weeks that the husbands are spending on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, already too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, but no, so we are super excited that they're going to be here. They're going to be helping us um, really decipher um, the post that we got from the blog today. So yeah. really looking forward to that. Um, they're um, really interesting. They're both involving like childhood games. So I think I think this is going to be really, really fun. But before we get too far in that, Stephen, let's flash back to your normal home in the cooler. See if you have any special announcements for us. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for watching. The spoof pod. If you want, you could get four of your friends together for a viewing party, and we'll record you a custom introduction to the next episode of the podcast. They also might feed me if you do that. Fingers crossed. Be sure to like. Comment, share, subscribe, etc. at your earliest convenience for the sake of my well-being. We've also got some viewer goals just around the corner. At 100, we're going to do a dramatic reading of one of our previous story reads. Like from a script. And at 500, not only will we be going to hunt the water for sheep squash, but I might see the sun. Okay. We should probably stop now, because they're going to be back in a minute. And if I behave well and don't speak, Bradley and Josh might give me a blanket. I'll see you next time. Stevens in a cooler. <laughs> well, thank you for those kind words, Stephen. It is so good to always see you breathing. Um, especially because, you know, of how cold it was. Like, yeah, those think, coolers are airtight. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a miracle. <laughs> just gotta open the door at just the right time. 
Well, I think Steven's getting close to inventing a new dance move inside of there, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That shivering's almost syncopated with itself. <laughs> um, so, yeah, to cite our sources today, we're pulling from um, that the blog look. that uh, we've been um, really diving into. It's that culmination of everything. It's, you know, it's been really cool to kind of pull and gather all this stuff. Well, somebody else has gathered it, but like us being able to take all this stuff and like, you know... I don't know. It's it's just nice. It's better than the troll pasta. I would say so. And uh, this week's conspiracy theory was pulled from Wikipedia, from uh, Channel Federator, from sixteen different uh, sixteen different websites that had ruins for Nordic symbols, uh, Pinterest. Um, <laughs> A conspiracy <laughs> fan board. The most reputable source. Uh, YouTube again. Oh, a fandom site that talks about the cast of a certain Super movie. We'll cover in a second. Um, oh, yes. And uh, the Book of Revelations, NIV. <laughs> uh, and uh, myself. I'm signing myself as an expert about this now because I am... Uh, an expert on this theory. Oh my goodness. Hello. Hey, what's Hello. up? Where are the Girl Scouts at? Um, upstairs. You know. Can you show me how You don't. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, yeah, you're no, good. give me you're a good. second. You guys are in the middle of a live broadcast. No, 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 it's all recorded. Yeah, yeah, pre recorded. That's all good. No, it's okay. They can just replace me with. I'm this. sorry, guys. You're, you're all good. good. You're good. You sound like a bunch of little girls in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I hope I hope that got picked up by the shotgun mod. <laughs> Good. That needs to make it. It sounds like there's a bunch of little girls in here. <laughs> oh my heart. Um, let's uh, let's launch into this first story. It's called the board experience. Um, the what experience? The board. B O A R D, like game board. Oh gotcha. Um, and um, it looks like this is a review for the Ouija board. Um, oh, the, got, the Ouija board. Yeah, the Ouija board. The um, Ouija? Ouija. The squeegee board. Ouija. I I really My was t- just I was just hearing Luigi board. No, <laughs> the Ouija board. Ouija. Not la Ouija. Phonetically. No. Oh goodness. The Ouija board. The Ouija. The spirit board. The Elijah board. So Josh. You'll be reading the blue parts. Steven, you'll be reading the red. Um, Just real quick, um, as a post note, Josh, you are the younger brother, technically my younger brother, and um, Steven, you're the monster. Um, Think, think, think tall, clear. Dark and handsome. No. Perfect. I'm already there, minus the clear part. (laughs) No, it's oh my. Oh my! <laughs> I missed the end of that though because I was talking about how handsome. <laughs> basically, you slam through walls and chase the people around. But I'm You're, clear. Well, so he's yeah. basically like, the Kool Aid. He's man. basically the Kool Aid. Okay. Man. <laughs> I, oh yeah! All right, I can work with that. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Here we go. <clears throat> this audio is gonna be so. Do you hear? But I hear. <laughs> This looks like a review for the Ouija board. One out of five stars. If I could rate this zero, I would. 
This is a board game made by Hasbro Games. But in my experience, this should not be a toy that... Not be a toy that any child plays with. I am in my 20s, and it scared the ever-growing butt burrito right out of me. My younger brother and I were going through Walmart getting cheap presents for our families. Be mad all you want. I have an entry-level job for experience, more than money, and it was the best that I can do. Anyways, we're walking up and down the toy aisle, getting things for some of our younger cousins, when we, were both, when we both stopped and stared. There it was, a Ouija board, just sitting there, right on the shelf. We couldn't believe it. The click... Quick glance between us, we abandoned the task at hand and quickly ran to the self-checkout, the board in our grasp. We paid the money and started on our journey home. Dude, I can't believe we're going to do this. Chan Miles, he was super excited. He had a sparkle in his eye about everything. One that his first year at college had yet to take. It'll be a blast, I responded. We quickly quickly sped around turns as I took a close... We quickly sped around turns as I took us closer to the little apartment I called home. We both were nearly bouncing with excitement as we quickly unbuckled and got out of the car. You see, my parents were against anything occult as we grew up. No Halloween movies, no Pokemon, and under no circumstances, no summoning a ghost for tea time. But that barrier made this all the more exciting. We thought this was just some stupid toy, not actual conduit to that other place. Miles started to rip open the packaging on the floor of the living room while I grabbed some snacks for the kitchen. Never summon hungry, as the adage goes. (laughs) 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 Once the box was open, we were staring face to face with the taboo of our childhood. We quickly sat on opposite sides of the board, each of us touching the planchette, waiting for anything to happen. Hello? I finally croaked. Is, is anyone there? Yeah! Miles parroted. Any spirits want to come and play? Silence. Nothing but silence. I kind of figured nothing would happen, but still, it would have been cool if something happened. <laughs> Beautiful. The planchette began to move around the board. H. E. L. L. O. It's spelling hello. Miles stated matter-of-factly. You better not be screwing with me, Miles. If you are, I swear to Nog, I will have you join this non-existent spirit. I looked over at Miles, and he was white as a sheet. I knew instantly he wasn't messing with me, and from my reaction, he knew I wasn't messing with him. Skrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
Again, the planchette spelled dark, so dark, this time even faster than before. The speed was increasing by the second, and I was having trouble keeping my hands on the stupid piece of wood. I got it! Miles yelled over the sound of the marbles on the wooden board. He removed his hands and clapped, turning on all the lights in the living room. Clappers, I know, so lame. In that process, though, I felt the planchette reef from my hands as it went flying across the room, sticking into the wall. Dang it, Miles! I grunted in frustration. Frustration. There goes my security deposit. What? I was just turning on it. Run. A single word interrupt Miles' sentence. Run. The voice said again, deep and terrifying, but also playful in a way. Run. 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 I'm coming to get you. <laughs> All of a sudden, what best could be described as a humanoid came bursting through the wall. Oh my! The being was huge, transparent, and charging straight at me. I dodged his outstretched hand, and he dove past me. You better run! 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 I'm coming! I didn't stick around for the rest. I grabbed Miles' hand as we took off through the house. The sound of crashing behind me let me know that we were being chased by this unknown creature. And then I heard it. (laughs) The sound of a solid hand slamming into flesh, followed by an almost sultry... Tag... You're in. Before I could even register what happened, I felt something take over my body and slam me to the floor. Dazed, I looked up to see Miles, a crazed look in his eyes. Tag, hear it, said the body of Miles. But the voice, the voice was different. I saw his pupils dilate, and the next thing I knew, the world around me grew red, and all I wanted to do was hunt. I tore after the biggest of the two blurry objects as I chased it around, and I noticed myself growing more and more dizzy. Then I noticed a small figure to my left, and I reached out and swiped at that figure. I said, tag, in a voice that wasn't my own, and then I was back to the present, and my brother was on the ground, panting. I noticed his eyes grow narrow, and I took off running. What the heck was happening? All of a sudden, the thing from earlier was running beside me. Isn't tag fun? He screamed as he ran past me. I kept running after him for what felt like hours, swapping back and forth with my brother, neither one of us able to catch the mysterious thing, till my brother was chasing after us, and he collapsed, exhausted, panting on the ground. I collapsed as well, exhausted, way too exhausted to move. (laughs) (laughs) You lose, and as punishment, one of you must pay the price. He walked over to my brother, lying on the ground, and picked him up by the face. I looked on in horror as a third arm grew from his finger. The smaller arm was still about the size of a child's arm and seemed just as dangerous as the rest of him. He reached into my brother's mouth with a smaller arm and removed a tooth. If you ever want to play again, just give me a call. Remember, I'm your friendly neighborhood, Sven, and I love tag. And with that, he was gone, leaving only the destroyed apartment and my brother and I both crumpled in the middle of the room. Anyway, back to the rating. Zero stars. If I wanted to play tag, I would have just gone to the park. Wow. So is this the tooth fairy? I'm really... Here's what. Okay, so it's like the tooth fairy met 
the Kool-Aid man, and right. then they had a child. <laughs> and the child or... arm reached in. <laughs> yeah. or, or, or hear me out. It's like a xenomorph. <laughs> or hear me out. There was budget cuts that happened in like the supernatural entity department, and now one has to play the role of two, so Kool-Aid man... <laughs> Doubles as Tooth Fairy. Yeah. Well, so and what I find so interesting is is you know because um, I don't I don't have a lot of um, experience with the Ouija. Um, uh, Grandma, you'll be very happy to know that I've never Ouija'd in my life. Um, but uh, but so I had to do a little bit of research into this to like you know you know <laughs> to like actually like figure out like you know wh- wh- like what is the you know taboo and like you know what don't you do and. What they did was one of them didn't keep contact with it, causing it to fly off the board, and they didn't close the connection. And they didn't also ask for friendly spirits. Miles just said, hey, does any spirit want to come and play? And so So take this as a precautionary lesson. Now, all of you who are going through Walmart right now, listening to us in your ears, first off, welcome to this enjoyment that is listening to a podcast inside of a Walmart. Number two, (laughs) you walk past the board game aisle right now, and you see the... uh, uh, you you see the La Luigi board, and then you <laughs> just know this is useful hints. Like for example, uh, if I was to ever use a La Luigi board, uh, I would make sure that I only asked for spirits that would do cleaning. I would ask for maybe the spirit of Dobby the house elf, who is not dead and yeah, yeah, is yeah. waiting for something to do. Just don't give him sock. Yeah. 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 Yeah, don't just don't free him. Yeah. yeah. That's valid. Yeah. That's valid. Though, can you imagine waking up at two o'clock in the morning to a poking on your face and it's like, <laughs> Sir? Daddy <laughs> <laughs> oh, is so happy to see you, Sir. I, I'm enamored with the idea of you having a conversation with Grandma where you're going, um, You know, I did I did do a little bit of recreational Ouija-ing in college. <laughs> I was exploring myself, I was finding my place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that that was one thing I never got into the Ouija-ing, man. No. You know, I had some friends who were really into bird entrails, but <laughs> I, I stayed clear of it. <laughs> I could have gone That's real so off good. into the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, um, so to our special Sorry. guests, <clears throat> special yes. guests, yes. Gifts, yeah, the, the gifts of. No. Okay. Uh, to the special guests on the uh, yeah, let the podcast. Rate. Yeah. Uh, what? Honestly, what? What do we think here? Is this scary? Is this not scary? What do you think? It certainly had like my skin crawling at the <laughs> at the tooth pulling. Good God. <laughs> Do you not like the dentist? I despise the dentist. I love the dentist. I love the dentist. I want to go to the dentist. I'm more afraid of you than the story. Yeah, Katie. Katie, my neck. Katie, I'm going to write a horror story that's just going to feature you, the girl who loves the dentist. It's going to be a dentist who hates his job, and then one day there's a girl who's just like. Get inside of my mouth. Pluck <laughs> <laughs> around. Redacted. No. no. Okay. I was just saying. No, I wasn't trying to say anything else. You nasty. That would be the real partner for Doctor. Okay. So let's get to the ratings. Yeah. So we. So the ratings go. Um. One is spoopy. No, one is crappy. Oh, crappy, yeah. Two, two is, is spook. Spook. Two is too spooky for me. me. Three is... Wait, 
What? No. What? One is creppy. Okay. Two is spoopy. Spoopy. Yeah. I forgot the... Three is spook. No. First one is spoop. Spoop. Number two is two spooks for me. Then number three was two sp- uh, was just spooky. Yeah. And then number five was two spooks for me. What yeah. about four? You already said that. Yeah, Creppy was the first one. Yeah, yeah. Creppy. Creppy. And then Spoopy. <laughs> Y'all need to write these down. <laughs> so, okay. Here we go. Creppy. One is Creppy. Two, two is Spoopy. Three is two spoops for me. Four is Spooky. And five is just, like, scary. Like, legit terrifying like the clowns five is clowns yeah 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 <laughs> five is clowns okay my wife is confused by that one as uh, she's never listened to a single episode of this podcast uh, just pick a number one to five Katie. yeah <laughs> not scary scary eh, it didn't really freak me out i'll do two okay yeah. that's a two which is spoopy spoopy that's that's where this is a quiz <laughs> Yeah, probably spoopy. Spoopy? Uh, two spooks for me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a four? I think it's a No, three. 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 She's, yeah. she's yeah. gone with three. 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 Wow, I came up with this naming convention and I can't keep track of it. <laughs> Is that a problem? No. Boy, how do I love planned I mean, obsolescence? He just to play tag. He wasn't that scary. He I mean, except for the tooth pulling. You know okay. What? Okay. No, thank you. I, Advocate for advocate for the cooling. I just like the little man. hand that comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, allow me to get my special tooth pulling arm. What if he just uh, knew there was a root canal coming anyway? What if he was just like, you're gonna have to do this, and insurance is only gonna pay for like half of this. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't want him to help me, but like, well, you were not. Well, that's the thing, though. Like the other Miles was passed out on the ground when, when, and if Miles came too, you know. Yeah, except yeah, for the part where he going. drowned on his own blood. <laughs> Oh, it wouldn't be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> your teeth bleed a lot. That's yeah, true. Your head bleeds a lot. That's true. Okie dokie, Focaronis. Let's go to that drink. Huh? Yeah, Steven. All right, I gotta get this stuff. Oh, that's I what I like about it. I could smell it's that. Potent. I can't. I don't have a sense of smell. That's I could hold so it. That's so intriguing. It's hot. I don't like it. It's, it's hot. Good. It smells like. If this winds up being. Yeah. Oh! Why does it smell like fruit? <laughs> How this, you know what this smells like? This is delightful. Wait a second. I think I'm into this. <laughs> this smells exactly like the inside of the. That is full. This, no. this, of this course, I get the freaking full. Of course you do, Brad. Yeah, this it smells sucks. like the inside of the Tootsie Roll pop. Yes! It so, I, this is comforting. I, I don't want to drink. <laughs> okay, so I'm probably going to include a lot of that, just so yeah. you know. Uh, so we're just going to pick up uh, from wherever I decide to. Oh, am I good for the sips? Oh, oh hang whoa. on, hang on, hang on. No, 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 we have a little bit of... I will say, this is um, in advance, before you sip. This is two things that are commonly and deeply enjoyed. One of them is an American national treasure, and the other is a modern national treasure... So I think one of them is definitely hot chocolate. Like, this has given me very serious hot chocolate. This is like... Wow, whatever gave you that? The fact that it's hot and very, very brown. <laughs> I'm sorry. Joke's on you. Steven went to the bathroom, and this is the result. All right. 
Hey, they did say they had a lot of citrus flavored uh, fiber drink. <laughs> we do. We do. We do. Okay. Well, well okay. Are we ready? Well, do you, do you want me to grab yeah. the tubs so we can show people, or do no, I just? No, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. All right. Salud. Three, two, How hot is this going to one. be? Like I'm oh, pretty hot. It's so steamy. Oh my gosh! That is that's actually delightful. really good. This is awesome. <laughs> I love this that. This is grape-flavored hot chocolate. This is yeah. Probably, yeah. This is nice. Katie did not like any of that. Actually, that's so weird. Talk, talk <laughs> to me. What's what's going on? What's Tastes oh. medicine-y. Yeah, it literally it tastes like the purple Twitsie Pops. Yeah. yeah. Se- second sip, I think mine might have a little extra powder in it. It's, it's a little... It's a little grainy? No, it's just... The, the flavor palette changes as you yeah, go down. It yeah, does, it it's does. chocolatier at the top. Yeah, that's really yeah. interesting. So this is again. I feel pretty good about calling this a warm and cozy after having had it. I feel <laughs> warm and cozy. Yeah, I do. I feel, I feel oddly festive. <laughs> Katie feels lied to. So this is <laughs> no. I think I know uh, what it is. So th- th- this is hot water from a mostly clean coffee pot. So there might be some coffee notes in there. I literally washed it out for you. <laughs> I was pr- oh, yeah. there was a little bit of a yellow thing going on. Though. Yeah, like... I'm just bad with washing it out. <laughs> so, so it's, it's fine. It's fine. Permanent stainage. Mm. Yeah, this is hot water. Uh, Ovaltine, which Ovaltine, uh, Ovaltine, and uh, and uh, I don't remember what company makes it, but uh, it is uh, lit AF uh, pre workout in yeah. sweet tart flavor. In what sweet tart, tart flavor? flavor. Yeah, sip sh- sip judiciously because I put a full scoop in each one of these, and that's three hundred milligrams of caffeine. So. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, wasn't this the same pre workout that you used on Sunday? And you're like, I'm so dead, and then like, like twenty minutes later, yeah, I was you're like, like you're like, Woo! I can see the sun. <laughs> I was. We were back again. In- not impressive. But something that can be done. We were back in the Don't hallway that serves as the green smarties. room for church, and but I just started bouncing off the walls. It was, it was a time. But yeah, this is oddly good. I kind of like this. Okay, what are we rating? One out of five. 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 Yeah, I'm rating it a three. I wouldn't pick this up in a normal day basis, but it's perfectly pleasant. <laughs> I would. I might actually try to drink this again tomorrow. Okay. I <laughs> will spit it back out. Oops, sorry, I keep It wasn't bad, but not drinking it again. Mm. Are you guys ready for my conspiracy theory? Oh. Will you sip your warm and cozy? Yeah. yeah. Lay it on me. Okay. Well, this goes with the uh, conspiracy theory, because what more do American kids love than to sit back after a day of playing outside in the snow and cuddle up next to the TV where they apparently spoon it in my weird metaphor and then grab a cup of hot cocoa and watch an American classic from 1968. That's right, Frosty the Snowman. What dark, possibly malicious thing could be inside of here for Are Joshua's conspiracy? Are you talking conspiracy? about the rooms inside of the snowflakes? <laughs> You're talking about the rooms inside of the snowflakes. <laughs> So, um, let me just get to my thesis since Bradley's so desperate to uh, beat me to it, which is Frosty the Snowman is a demon summoned by evil children. Uh, now. <laughs> I'm affirming an elbow to the temple. I need room to articulate. I feel so... <laughs> I feel so restrained. Okay, so. Mm, I, this is a fan theory, right, that came around because... Um, 
people noticed some trends, right? So the, the first channel that really popularized it was Channel Federator, but uh, it kind of picked up some steam. And I'll go over what the original theory is before I go into my additions, okay? So uh, the original theory states that there are some th- things that you can't ignore about Frosty the Snowman. First and foremost, the kids make the eyes with what? Coal. Coal. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's interesting that they would say cold because a key part of the song is that it was warm that day. Now, what time is typically the warmest while there's still snow on the ground? Late spring. Yeah. Like early spring. Sorry, I was putting the northwestern Pennsylvania timescale on it, right? (laughs) Right. May. (laughs) So, kids who recently were visited by Santa and they make a snowman, but what do they have? At their ability. They're naughty children. Yes. So the only logical conclusion is that they don't live in Pennsylvania and there was just cheap coal everywhere because it was 1968, but rather that they were naughty children who got coal from Santa. (laughs) And it is slightly interesting that there is a magician who runs around who can't get the hat to work and produce natural magic, but when the kids use it, they're able to... The kids are able to make... The magic work in a way that uh, the magician, who is a professor of all things, can't make it work. And uh, Frosty the Snowman naturally skirts authority because when the traffic cop told him to stop, uh, he just continued to run. Now, that's as far as the fan theory is willing to go. And I said, weak argument. Let me pick this apart frame per frame and I could really get some steam going here, okay? Do you want to do you want to give us the do you want to give us the hour the hours research count oh, yes. before about we... 4, okay? Oh my god. Yes. I had things I wanted to do today, but it was this. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't get done with all the laundry today. <laughs> okay. There's a tower. All right. So, I thought it was really interesting when you start uh, Frosty the Snowman. The kids are sitting and in waiting. Okay, so for this to work, you have to take the uh, the song, and then a year later, the uh, movie came out, right? Yeah. So you have to take uh, both of these side by side, right? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, in one of the frames of the... Uh... Let me start at the beginning. Okay. The narrator says that Frosty the Snowman only came into being because this year's snow was a special snow. It was the first snowfall of the year. We have to disregard what the narrator says, but note what he says about it being a special snow. We move a little further along inside of the 25-minute movie, and what do we see? We get a still shot of the snow. And what does a still shot of the snow look like, knowing that the animators could have made it look like anything on Earth that they wanted to? Rooms. No. No. It looks like what, uh, I can't remember his name for the life of me now. This is so awkward. Alistair Crowley. Oh. This looks like what Alistair Crowley depicted chaos magic at its base looking. It's oh. a point with different lines that go out from it, yep. right? Each one of the snowflakes fall. This is special snow, keep in mind. Now, this falls onto the ground, okay? And the kids are watching the snow. They're not able to go out into the snow because the teacher is keeping them inside. So what do they do? They draw something on the window. And this is what cost me several hours of my life trying to find. 
Okay. They draw a shape, uh, which I wish... Uh, I'll drop it into uh, the group chat, okay? Uh, this will be accompanied with lots of visual support for the record. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, this would be a lot more effective if I could see what he's talking about. The movie, yeah. Oh, everybody wants... <laughs> Everybody's, Everybody's a critic. Everybody's a critic. Okay. I was going to say, if we want to hook the TV up, you could just, you know, pull up what you're looking at on the. They draw that shape. Yeah. On the window. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, some some you know Neanderthalic people might say that's a Christmas tree, but no, no, no. Decidedly not. I think it's an arrowhead, actually. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> they draw this. On the window, and I said, this looks suspiciously like something. Maybe some Neanderthal might say that looks like part of a snowflake. That was my first thought when I saw that. But I said, mm. no, no siree, Bob. This cannot be as simple as that. So uh, I spent three hours. <laughs> my thanks, Katie. You should just say that in the podcast. People don't just randomly laugh. (laughs) My wife went ahead and roasted my mother again. Sorry, Bev. So anyway, uh, I spent three hours going through catalogs of occultic symbols trying to find a match for it. And it was only when I grabbed the image and then uh, reverse photo... Google searched it. Reverse photo Google searched it. Sure, that's a word. Uh... I found this. Buffering. <laughs> no, don't open it up in Photoshop Dragon, dang it! <laughs> oh, it did it so well the first time. Okay. Oh, oh no, what is it? Uh-oh. Oh. Now, this came up. Bro, 73. <laughs> Yeah, so this came up, and it's literally three different Nordic symbols combined together to mean, ultimately, triumph. So these children are here stuck inside, not able to go outside and do what they want to. So what do they scroll on the window in their free time? They scroll the Nordic symbol for triumph, and what happens? The teacher's special act that she wanted fails spectacularly, and they're able to go outside. Now this... This is already slightly suspicious, right? The, the, the term of events, the way that things go. Now, they go outside. They start making a, a snowman. And this is where we're going to start to watch the descent of the main character. The main character inside of Frosty the Snowman is not the titular Frosty the Snowman. No, it's the girl. It's the girl, Karen, right? So we start... The birth of Karen. (laughs) So we start with Karen being a sweet, innocent young girl inside of uh, the uh, school ground. And now we're out there. Okay. And then uh, two red haired young kids decide that they're going to build. Soulless. uh, They were going to go ahead and build a snowman. And, And might I add, two sociopathic. Um, redheads, because who builds Shit, a snow there's... snowman with legs? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, it's that's true. a good point. Yeah. Like, they didn't build a snowman. They built a thing with working limbs. Now, now this is <laughs> this is also significant to the story, right? 
They build the body, but what do they instruct Karen to build? The head. Now, to Karen, who is innocent inside of this process, she doesn't realize that she's beginning the corruption of her body uh, and soul throughout the arc of the 25-minute story. But for them, they realize what they're doing. And why am I so confident that they know what they're doing? Because... Where else did the two pieces of coal come from besides two uh, kids who were bad the year before? And they were twins. I'm telling you, they were animated the same way. Two mm-hmm. bad twins. And they are the only kids who were there who could have pit the two pieces of coal on the on the snowman. Now, throughout the rest of this like beginning segment, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they put the snowman on top. They put the top hat on top of Frosty the Snowman, and he becomes animate, and the magician realizes that his uh, top hat is magic after all, and he tries to walk away with it. But there's a character who keeps coming back inside of the story, and it's interesting because it possesses intelligence beyond what it should. Yes, that's right. Hocus Pocus the Rabbit. And Hocus Pocus the Rabbit seems to be awfully determined to get this snowman to be animate. So... Multiple times, people tried to make Frosty the Snowman just a normal snowman, but who keeps coming back with the top hat to keep Frosty the Snowman animate? That's right, it is Hocus Freaking Pocus, right? So, you're watching this white bunny keep coming back and keep coming back, right? Mm-hmm. With this top hat, and the kids put it on there, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, on keep in mind, according to the short movie, it's December twenty fourth. It's Christmas Eve, and they're still in school. First. Well, which yeah. is terrible, yeah. by the way. But uh, <laughs> it was rough in the sixties. That's uh, true. It's it's December twenty fourth, and all of a sudden, now it's just starting to get too hot for poor Frosty. He can't stay in the area. Why? Well, actually, no. There's stuff before that. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. First, <laughs> I was going to say, I wanted to hop to the end, too, because something just hit me, and I was like, ooh, tingles, but we'll wait. Also, uh, that might be the yeah. pre-workout. <laughs> how, many, how many kids... Well, we know how long those batteries last now. Yeah. How <laughs> many kids... How many kids are responsible for the making of Frosty the Snowman? Six. There are six kids, and what do they do after Frosty the Snowman becomes animate? They grab grab hands and circle around him and sing. Yes, absolutely, and some sort of weird... Ritualistic. Ritualistic summoning. Frosty the Snowman becomes animate. So, here inside of this moment, right, uh, he's... He's dancing, and he realizes that he comes alive, and he's... Starts to say things like, oh my gosh, happy birthday. That's the first words to come out of his mouth. And he's like, ha, weird. Those are the first words to come out of my mouth. I'm alive. I have thoughts. I've never had thoughts before. That's crazy. I'm unlike every other snowman who has ever lived. Wow, what a neat thing to happen to a nice guy like me. Now, we're going to break down why all of this is extremely morally troubling here in a second. Okay. (laughs) So first off, to prove his sentience, to prove his consciousness, he mentions things like he can think, he can talk. He is aware that other snowmen, and aware of other snowmen, and he knows that they cannot do these things. He's also aware of the social construct of a birthday in the first place. Now, he also... Which means he understands the rotation of the Earth around the sun... Yeah, and he's aware that it is a special day for him because it's his first day. It's almost as if well, and something conscious inhabits him. 
Well, and he also knows Santa. Yeah. Yeah, he, he also knows Santa. Now, this is... <gasps> oh, my gosh. You knew what Santa stands for. Satan. Satan. Yeah. Satan. I was gonna okay, say, stop stealing my thunder. That comes later. <laughs> I was going to say, because, yeah, who brings yeah. Frosty back? No. Um, yeah, no, it's like he's aware of the social constraints of what snowmen are usually like, but... He's not bound by them, and the song lyrics point this out. Want, point this out too. They say what he's as he's alive as alive as he could be. It's as if everybody realizes that he's not truly alive, but only imitating something as alive as he could be. He is a golem possessing a different flesh. And something else that's interesting when he's proving that he is sentient. That he's capable of independent thought. He counts. And he says he can count to ten. So he goes one, two, three, four, five. And then he starts to count all funny. He goes ten, nine, six, six, eight. There's one number he never says. Seven. Now, why is that significant, boys and girls? Because seven is the number of our Lord. Seven, eight, nine. (laughs) (laughs) Because seven is the divine number, and he couldn't say it. So he had to call special attention. He was trying to not call special attention to the fact that he could not say seven, so he passes it off as what? Being dumb. Ignorance. Mm. Now. Uh, so he gathers his group of six children. Oh, right, no. Now we're getting on to the... It's suddenly too hot for him, right? Yeah. Uh, right. And what's the only possible solution for him? Go to the North Pole. Go to the North Pole where it's cold all the time. Well, he decides that he's going to go and he takes who with him on this journey? Karen. Yes. Oh my goodness. And now Karen is Satan. No. (laughs) Okay. A for Stop trying to cut. Stop trying to jump the gun on this one, okay? So, here inside of this moment, he takes Karen away from... The school, away from his, her parents, away from all of the adults who care about her and protect her. And he decides to isolate her in the North Pole. So they start to go, and he leads a procession with kids following behind him. Into in a, traffic. Into traffic, right? And the only adult who tries to stop him, the only adult who sees this situation as weird, is a traffic cop. And what happens to the traffic cop inside of the animated? He swallows his whistle. He chokes on a whistle that he swallows. The only person who tries to stop Frosty the Snowman ends up possibly dying off screen because a whistle got lodged in his throat. Okay? Oh. Now. Very loud death, probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, they go to go get a train ticket to the North Pole. They find out it's $3,000 and eight cents. And they're poor, right? They can't do that. Well, they're kids. I wouldn't say they're poor. They just... They're poor kids. They don't have 3000 of their daddy's money. Okay? So anyway... Don't have that American Express black card. (laughs) What does Hocus Pocus convince Karen to do? Hop a train. Break the law and hop a train. Now... Sorry. She gets isolated from family, from friends... Because now she's the only person on the train with Frosty. And they have well, go... Well, at least in the cooler car. Yeah, no. None of the other kids go with her. Well, yeah, I'm just saying yeah. there's other people, like, driving the train. 
But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> actually the Polar Express. <laughs> yeah. Now, as we're going, now as we're going on to this uh, train ride, she starts to freeze to death. Right? Yep. She's brought unconscious, and it's only because Hocus Pocus can communicate to the other animals that they build a giant ritualistic fire to bring her back from the brink of death. Now, while they're out there. Uh, the evil magician comes, and then he traps them inside of a random uh, greenhouse. Poinsettia, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. It just traps them inside of a randomly placed poinsettia, and he dies, and then... Who, who dies? Frosty. 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 He Frosty melts. I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. I don't remember any of this, so this feels <laughs> okay. like a freaking trip. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> what is going on? Frosty oh melts to death. Well, Karen watches. Okay, I hate that. Locked into the green. Yeah, locked locked in a greenhouse. Karen watches uh, this. In the second, this magic entity that she's grown very attached to. She watches him him die, die. and then who shows up at this moment? Well, no, no, no. First, the professor like finally unlocks the greenhouse to grab his hat. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and who shows up? Sleigh bells. Freaking Santa. Now, those of you who listened to the last episode know exactly where I stand on Two Santa. Two episodes ago. Two episodes ago. The thing is know exactly episode. where I stand on Santa. Santa uh, <laughs> is obviously uh, an incarnation of Satan, okay? Right. Uh, and he is clearly in demonstration of evil here on Earth. Now, but he shows up here and he, what does he do? Using his own magic, he brings Frosty the Snowman Back from death. And if this does not remind you of Revelations 13.3, allow me to read this for you. (laughs) One of the heads of the beast seemed to have had a fatal wound, but the fatal wound had been healed. And the world was filled with wonder and followed who? The beast. (laughs) Now, wait... The, the the verse it goes in a meadow we can build a snowman which um scene shows up in frosty too that song's called a winter wonderland no. now, now also hold on this one this one's significant the beast that is in question is the beast of the sea and what happens when you freeze water it turns ice. to ice it turns to ice and ice is a form of snow no. So this beast of water comes back from the dead. And what does Santa (laughs) and what does Santa Karen and the beast of water do? Hop in the sleigh. No. Before that happens. Oh, they yell the magician. Well, no. He yells at the magician for a while. But no. After that they join hands. Oh yeah. Three of them. And dance together. Three is a demonic number. Well, three <laughs> in mockery of the Holy Spirit exactly. and mockery of the Holy Trinity. Mm-hmm. They dance together. What happened to Hocus Pocus? Hocus Pocus was not it there inside really of the scene well in the because Hocus Pocus <laughs> was not necessary for the rest of the ritual. Because now, Satan, the Antichrist, and the girl, now together, corrupted, he brings... Santa brings the girl back to civilization. Only after she has died and been brought back, only after she has been 
uh, forced into criminal activity only after she has been separated from peers and inside of a moment of extreme isolation has witnessed the coming back of uh, a creature from the dead. And then every year around Christmas, Frosty the Snowman comes back hearkening back to Revelations 13.4 that says, people worship the dragon because he had given authority to the beast and they worship the beast and asked, who is like the beast? Who can rage war against it? This has been my conspiracy theory about the demonic origins of Frosty the Snowman. And the birth of Karens. And the birth of Karens. So, what do you read this one on a scale of one to five? You know, when when we first started these segments, I was like, "Man, these are going to be so dumb. They're going to be such a reach." Yeah, and I'm I'm just going to have to like nod and go along. I hate, I hate, I hate how plausible all these sound. (laughs) Bradley, I want you to know that two thirds of this was my own independent research. Just amazing. Oh, you really went above and beyond here. Um, just out of curiosity for when I have to go back to the cooler, how do they build that fire? <laughs> no, no, no reason. No reason. Just... Uh, a deer and two birds rub a stick together. Okay. So get a deer and two birds and you'll be fine. That. I can give you a... Do you have a good suggestion for a deer and two birds substitute? I was going to say, do you think we could talk to BK and get one of his deer heads frozen in the cooler? There might be a frozen turkey in there. Perfect. That's true, that's true, that's true. Oh, man. So, what do you rate this on a scale of one to five? Uh, This is just believability, right? This is the... Yeah. 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 Five. (laughs) Four. Okay. Three. No. (laughs) I, I think I'm with you on four. I'm like... Five, five is like I'm going to be looking over my shoulder for the rest of my life. Four is four is like I'll be asking God some questions when I die, oh you know? <laughs> my wife is the hardest to please. I, I'm going with another two. I'm more concerned about whether or not it's... Um, you're more concerned about my search history results no, now? No, I'm more concerned <laughs> whether or not it's heretical that you use Bible verses to back up <laughs> for a children's <coughs> movie. <laughs> Man, you haven't seen many of these episodes, have you? I haven't <laughs> seen a common any trope. of them. I was going to say, yeah, I haven't watched that. Okay, oh, well, on the note of heresy, it's not heresy <laughs> because I'm not stating that this is actual biblical doctrine. Yeah, okay, that's fair, that's fair. And I'm saying that and I'm not saying that Frosty the Snowman is the Antichrist. He's saying he's a beast. I'm saying that it references, it is a clear reference to Revelations 13.3. This is a man-made creation that is using biblical divine words uh, in its own dark image. This is just a reflection of what Revelations looks like. Okay. As created by somebody else. So what do you think? <laughs> the look of suspicion did not go away. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it would depend who I heard this theory from. <laughs> <laughs> so for hearing it from Josh. Yeah, I, it's Josh. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a lot from Josh. The, the disbelief. I'm a trail of this poor man's face. I'll give you a good, a good three. A good th- okay. 
For what it's worth, I have to say, I feel as though you could probably try, with with the proper application of time and uh, an internet connection, you could probably convince me of just about anything. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, it it depends on, like, how serious we're being. Like, if you're joking, nah, I don't believe you. But if you're dead serious, yeah, I'll believe you. But I'll give you a third. (laughs) (laughs) All that time for nothing. I'm with you, Josh. Ride or die, man. Sheesh. Um, I'm proud. So, um, I'm in the firm belief that all children's movies are like meant to be horrifying. Like Disney movies, children do not have parents. Well, ever. That's, so. that's the part that I find really shocking about all this. Is there's very little where you had to go outside of the original. Yeah. The original yeah. piece. Yeah. No, it is really creepy. It's mainly, it's just I all there. Yeah. The movie is creepy. I just don't believe it. I knew you I don't had a bad believe that it about really Frosty. happened, or you don't believe. I don't believe the connection between the two. Frosty is hashtag fake news. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't happen. So, um, as we get ready. I don't remember any of that, so yeah. <laughs> okay, ready? Let's, let's get into this. <clears throat> the Dream Wanderer. This story was pulled from a Reddit thread about dream interpretation. The following events may be too much for some readers. OP. Hello, dream gurus and enthusiasts alike. I've been having a troublesome reoccurring nightmare. It isn't that it's necessarily scary. It's just weird. And I always wake up with strange bruising. Is there anything that you can think of that could do this? Hey, LP, there isn't a lot of context to go on, but with what little I do have, I would say that you're definitely dealing with some kind of manifestation. Someone is trying to relay a message of some kind to you, and that will be left to you on terms of bruises. I can't really glean any more from that unless you're willing to say more. Dreamer80085 replies... I hate to disagree with you, good sir, but I don't think message is the correct word you want to use in this instance. For example, this may be a malevolent spirit simply trying to scare, and they're using the bruises to remind OP that they are always with them. The dream reader replies. Well, good sir, as you said, a reminder, and what is a reminder but a message? Dreamer80085 replies. Well... A message implies deeper meaning, sir, and I think you best mind your elder interpreters. Two days later. Thank you at the Dream Reader and at Dreamer80085 for your insight. To provide you with a little bit more context, I will recount the version of the dream I just had last night. In the dream, I awake to the sound of a knock. Not a pleasant one, but a looming, booming knock that instantly fills me with dread. I sit bolt upright in my bed to a well-dressed man looming in my doorway. He is pale and faceless. He pulls a pocket watch out of his suit pocket, and his voice fills my head. One hour to hide. Three hours to find. You better do better than last time. I frantically flee my bed and scramble around the house looking for a place to hide. I find a typical hiding place after frantic searching, and I feel the hour chime on his pocket watch. I sit there, too scared to move, to even breathe. 
Then eventually he finds me. Some nights I do better than others, but no matter what, I haven't made it past the three-hour mark. He always finds me and pulls a switch out of his suit and slaps me across the wrist. I awake from the dream at the sound of the crack of the switch, and when I wake up, I have a bruise wherever he hit me, and I'm always drenched in sweat. I, I don't know what to do. Dreamer80085 replies, What's a switch? Like the game console? <laughs> the dream reader replies, Respect my elders, what a load of crap! For those of you too young to remember to know what a switch was, it was used to punish children. Either way, I'm going to give you the best advice I can, I can for this dream. Get good. Dreamer80085 replies, Get good. Seriously. That's not advice. That's just crap. The dream reader replies. Part two. The good advice. You clearly are struggling with something in the real world that's affecting your confidence. If, you're, if you simply face the fear in the dream and your real life, it should no longer bother you. Thank you for the advice at the dream reader. I've been struggling with my confidence in some areas of my life. And with that insight, I think I'm going to finally face my fears. Thank you for your encouragement. One week later. Hey, I'm back, and I have some good and some bad news. I've confronted my real-world issues, and I had the dream again last night, and this time it was different. I still woke up to the sound of knocking and went hiding in my house. But this time, I felt the gong of three hours go by, followed by the faceless man appearing in front of me in my hiding place, saying the simple phrase into my head, You have done well. Be ready for the real-world challenge. It is about to begin. Good luck. I awoke in real life and saw outside my window a switch sitting on the windowsill in the footprints of a fancy dress shoe in the snow, walking away from my window. Is this really happening? Oh, it's really happening. Thanks to you, our master has finally been able to escape the dream world. You have unlocked him. Thanks, Op, or should I say Elton John Blyley. We are super grateful for all your help. We'll be keeping our eye on you, so don't think about running. You're too useful. So stay where you are, or we'll be forced to intervene. Long live the Nightwalker, King of Dreams! Nice. <laughs> Sorry. Bless you! <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, ladies, what did you think of the story of uh, the Nightwalker, King of Dreams? I definitely had a feeling from the beginning, I mean, the biggest hint being that he was actually injured, that it was just a real person. Um, <laughs> so every night he was just <laughs> being beaten. Being beaten. Yes, yeah, 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 he thought he was dreaming because he didn't want to believe that some random stranger broke into his house, forced him to hide for hours on end, and then just beat him for not hiding long enough. Well, some people forget that this is the pastimes of the bourgeoisie that the proletariats use to keep us abreast, but never forget that it's the proletariat's ability and right to stand up to the oppressions and abuses of the bourgeoisie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Fun, fun times. See, 
I just think it's good that he, uh, you know, didn't ask for police or anything. He just went straight to online. He's like, hey, I'm having this issue. Right, help me. Yeah. Hey, I keep waking up covered in bruises. What you think? calling the police. Like, yeah, I'm going to ask for online people to help me. Wait, Tressa, do you think if you call the police and you say, hey, hi, state I'm police. Hey, Adam. Adam, hold on a second. I'm having a dream of, um, let's see. I'm getting beaten with a switch every night, and then I wake up and I have a bruise. Can I talk to, I don't know, somebody in the police okay, dream maybe department? Not an, maybe not an officer, but, like, he didn't go to, like, <laughs> You're just sleeping, and then all of a sudden you, like, wake up, and you see a, like, old man with a, like, magnum P.I. mustache <laughs> and two, like, revolvers just sitting next to you, and he's like, all right. Okay, maybe he didn't need a police. Exception maybe he needed a therapist. The revolvers <laughs> <laughs> no, those are the handcuffs. Oh, the yeah. handcuffs. The handcuffs. There it is. Ooh. Legitimately, like the alter the alternative like to this post going up, it could have just been like, hey dreamers of Reddit, I'm blah blah blah. And uh there's someone in real life hitting me with a stick. Ask me anything. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hi, dreamers of Reddit. I keep having this reoccurring dream where I keep falling in love with a husky. Uh, <laughs> tell me what this means. What does it mean? So, like, I love I love this on two fronts. I love this on the front where it is, like, anything that's got that, like, um, that uh, Cthulhu-reminiscent, like, idea of, like, manifesting a concept into reality, I think it's just really fascinating. And I think it... I, I enjoy, like, the, the danger and, like, the power that thought has as a concept. Um, but I also equally adore this on a concept level of someone is just an actual person showing up in your house, somehow causing you to dream things and then hitting you and running away. <laughs> I'm I, not I, sure which I like better. I truly don't think he was dreaming at all. I think he's just stupid. <laughs> he just doesn't understand. When you realize your sleep paralysis demon is actually just a You yeah. think Alton John Bliley's just a moron? Yeah, I do, honestly. I, mean, I was going to say, this, this one had, it was a little bit creepier for the fact that it could be um uh what did you what what was the word who sleep paralysis yeah one? sleep paralysis yeah because yeah. i don't know if y'all have ever experienced that but it's the worst Terrifying. thing ever yeah. like i have it on a consistent basis and i just i wake up and it looks like i'm in the room that i'm in so yeah he's probably just walking around his house <laughs> but it feels like you're never going to get out of that dream and you're just screaming <laughs> and screaming trying to get out of there so yeah. like if that happened to me i'd be panicking and then if i found out that like you were taking actual damage from it? Like, yeah, yeah, or if someone, and, and like, where they said, like, oh, you freed him, and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm never sleeping again, because I'm going to get stuck in there, and then I'm going to panic, and then right. I'm going to, yeah. yeah, no, Wait, that one was worse. Is this the freaking hat man? Do you guys know about the hat man? Oh, I know all about the hat man. Is this the freaking hat man? This is I, the freaking hat it man. It could be the freaking okay, hat Okay, for, for people who don't know, for it's people who don't man. know, this is like a sleep paralysis culture thing, um, which weird words to put next to each other but so like the hat man is supposedly this um this entity that is like a lot of people's shared sleep paralysis demon like you know like they like they get you know they they find themselves in the midst of being like locked in and usually there's like just a tall dark figure um sometimes just a silhouette sometimes like in a suit in like a like a top hat basically um, that's, like, in the corner of their room or something. Mm -hmm. And, like, I've always, like, kind of interpreted that as, like, that pile of clothes in the corner that I think is a person, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, mm, I don't know about that. But 
Um, so the hat man is like a shared thing that's happened between thousands of different people. And it's actually also been directly tied. Don't try this at home. Do not try this at home. Uh, it's been directly tied to um, microdosing Benadryl. Uh, increases your likelihood of uh, it, having an encounter with the hat man. So like, and when I say microdosing, it's like, it's kind of macrodosing. It's like people will like sit down before they go to sleep and take like eight or 10 Benadryl and like wait for the hat man basically, um, which is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Don't try any of this. Don't try any of this. But part of me is like, this kind of matches up with the MO just a little bit. <laughs> And if you're taking, you know, 8 to 10 Benadryl, you might not be, you know, lucid enough to realize that it's not a dream. (laughs) (laughs) You also, if you take, like, that much Benadryl, you might just not wake up. Like, just really just don't try this. Just don't, don't ever try this. (laughs) So, scale the 1 to 5, how, how scary do we think this is? Um, can we give two different scores? Sure. Okay, because, like, if this is, like, you manifested something into reality, that's really scary. Like, the idea that, like, you were, like, you know, like, I don't know if you've ever heard the the phrase before, like, um, beware the eyes are not the windows to the soul, they are the doors, beware what may enter them. You know, I think that's a Doctor Who quote, actually, but... um, the idea that, you know, something from our from our dream states could just kind of, like, permeate reality is, like, really scary and actually something that, you know, if that's... If that's a concept level thing in real life that would happen, like, you'd, like, never sleep again. Like, Freddy Krueger style. Like, just, you know, like, do whatever you can to avoid it forever. Um, if this is just some guy coming into my house and hitting me with a stick and leaving, I'm a little less scared. Like, part of me is like, okay, like, it's pretty easy to just, like, change the locks, you know? Change the locks on my front door. I don't know about you guys, but my real dreams are way scarier than some random guy telling me to play hide and seek and then just like bad <laughs> like, like, like i get kidnapped tortured all the fun stuff um so you know i i don't think it's that scary i think i think it's like a three three point two just, oh, we've never gone into tense. even even so even even if it is like a manifesting and he, he just kind of like appears like yeah he's probably someone else's problem now. So, yeah, no, he's really. just a he's just an eighteen hundred school teacher that didn't learn that we don't hit kids anymore. Yeah, like. it's just like a ruler. Like you're fine. Get over it. Get a little <laughs> in um, I, I'd, I'd give this, uh, y'all, any faithful listener or, you know, anybody who knows me knows that I don't do well with just anything at night, really. Like, people waking me up, people being too close, people staring at me while, like, yeah. you know, just, like, bent over while I, you know, make eye contact. That's the first thing I see, you know. <laughs> it, it doesn't go well. So, like, I, with that in mind, I am going to give this, like, a four because, yeah, it's it's getting up there. Once the sun goes down, your tolerance for things just goes down as yeah, well. Yeah, why, why do you think Donut Man scared the ever-loving Jesus out of me? <laughs> I'm so happy that's a canon event now. <laughs> I think I'm kind of with you, though, Stephen. Like, it just depends. Like, if it's just, like... An angry man that's like, it's like a cat, you've angered him, and he just comes in and he's like, yeah. it's like, okay, bro, you get out, I'll close the door. Yeah. Like, but if it's, it's got something, you mad, bro, energy, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like. And it's like, I, I can hit you back. Like, <laughs> but no, if it's something that's like escaping your dreams and like 
it will just constantly be there and come for you. Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Just take 38 Benadryl and then don't ever have <laughs> and to worry die. about it again. And then die. <laughs> it's the end of don't that. Don't do that. <laughs> Josh looks confused. I'm, okay. You're telling me <laughs> in the God's <laughs> honest truth, okay, that if a man broke into your house <laughs> and beat you with a stick, you would not find that moderately scary. I mean, but I mean, I mean, I no, it's not. It happens like every night. No, every mean, night, yeah. someone breaks into your house and then beats you with a stick. Every night. Okay, he look. Beats you one time. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. Work. I mean, on the Every night, someone <laughs> consistently gets past your defenses, breaks I in. That's so the much worse. Lives in Union City. I'm, 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 it's a castle doctrine state. What can I say? <laughs> I kick him so much in his sleep on accident. Like while we're sleeping on accident, he wakes up with like a million bruises. Okay. Gosh, I feel like yeah. you understand that. I mean, sleeping next to Katie. <laughs> I feel like she's just like constantly hitting people. No. Oh, that was just you. No, 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 Did you did you hear that? He wanted to avoid another week on the uh, <laughs> on the couch. No. Okay. Well played. No, that's not what I said. What I said was no, as in uh, no. Falling asleep next to Katie is kind of like falling asleep next to um, a very loving. <laughs> Very beautiful. This is him trying to take away. Very sweet squid. (laughs) You just lay down. Next thing you know, it's just like. (laughs) (laughs) It's like. The knee goes over your knee and just like Mm -hmm. locks in. And then you can just kind of hear like the mechanical fleshly lock of the joints. Like permanently bonding. And then that's it. It's like, okay, if I have to pee, I'm wetting the bed. Because (laughs) the only way I'm getting out is morning. Like like if a boa constrictor didn't realize that it was killing you. Like, you know, like it was like, it's like, this is great. Things are fine. And it's just. Yep, I died. Yeah, I, I understand, Steven. Yeah, no, I, I am I am that partner. So like I just want to be on my side and you'll be on your side. Little house on the prairie style. Just, yeah. You stay over there. But you see the two we twin have like beds a 30th and you're parallel. like, oh okay. Yeah. 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 We we have like a 38th yeah. parallel like demilitarized zone kind of thing going on, because otherwise I just starfish across the entire bed like a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Back on track! What do you two rate this? I think manifesting a dream demon is less terrifying than a man coming in and beating you with a stick. Now, hear me out. Here's my arguments for it, okay? If I pull them out, presumably I could pull them back in. Also, secondarily, they need me. They're not going to kill me. Yeah, Yeah, they said that I'm needed. Do you know how long in my life I've wanted someone to tell me that they need me? Do you know how much emotional contentment I would get from the fact that someone needs me? That's really That would be like as great as my dad telling me he was proud of me. That's just like high tier. So no, I don't... That's not scary. I have a dream demon who loves me. I'm his daddy. Okay. I pulled him into the swamp. But a man comes in and beats me every night. One night he's gonna get tired of beating me with swords. One night I'm gonna wake up with two. Yep. Oh man. Oh, oh my gosh. Kitty, don't you love our podcast? Yeah. No. The, I, just, <laughs> the, no I just I feel like none of y'all have like actual sleep paralysis or like 
sleep yeah. anxiety or else you wouldn't be laughing you'd be like internally crying and not wanting to sleep tonight because i'm not sleeping tonight i'm telling you that right now i'm going home and i will be awake all night what? yeah for real that is so scary to think about i hate going to sleep i hate sleeping oh thanks, thanks. <laughs> that's why like everyone's just like oh this is funny haha <laughs> you've been beat no i don't want to go i never want to sleep you know i really don't want to sleep oh, oh my goodness oh. well i think you got a five from katie <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that landed well. my five first five so anyway um yeah. <laughs> moving I, on i think you got a five from katie you get a I don't know. It's a. Uh, I feel like my numbers have changed. I feel like <laughs> yeah. if it was a sleep paralysis oh. demon, that and in a, a creepy call of people who all need me, I, I'm pitting that to a one because that's honestly <laughs> life goals to be needed. Um, and uh, if it's a man who's coming into my house and beating me every night, that's a five. <laughs> that's my personal space. <laughs> That's my sleeping zone. Don't beat me. Katie's real life experience. She gets a five. You're sorry. You're, yeah. I, I went from a three to a zero. <laughs> Pales oh. in comparison. Oh, man. Okay, well, uh, yeah, this time say, I did something different. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, so um, as normal, we close these out with our wonderful AI-generated um, stories. Today is called Frozen Tag, which I think Bing was trying to... Uh, no, I did something different. I told it to make me a movie script based... Ooh. So now everybody's got roles. Uh, okay. So what One, color two, is... three, four, five, <laughs> six. I think there's technically six roles, so who wants to read the least? Ovaltine is a character. Ovaltine is a character. <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh, and Frosty. So there's a narrator and there's Frosty. Yes. Yeah, no. So, uh, Teresa, if you want to read Frosty. Sure. It's just one okay. line. <laughs> um, sure. And then uh, uh, Lucy, I think, is the second most, uh, second least. So uh, if someone who doesn't want a lot of reading lines wants to do Lucy... Sure. Okay. I like being told what to do. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then let's just go through it. Uh, Ovaltine goes to Bradley. Uh, Sarah goes to uh, Stephen. Emma goes... Wait, there's four girls? Yeah. Okay, why don't you just have... Oh, wait, there's three girls, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the the girls, not the girls. Hey, was I, mean, I could do Frosty the other girl. Because <laughs> Frosty's only one line. Okay. You've got your work cut out for you. You've got to sound like chocolate powder somehow. <laughs> Good luck. Now, um, how about the, why don't you do narrator and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Narrator and Frosty, because what, there's Lucy, Emma, Sarah, Ovaltine. Yeah, I think everybody has a role. I think I gave everybody a role, so yep. we're good. Okay. <laughs> You're Emma, right? Yeah. No, or no, or you, Emma. I thought I was Lucy. Lucy, Frosty, you're oh, Sarah. I thought no, I was you're Ovaltine. Ovaltine. Steve and Sarah, that so makes I you know. Emma. Okay. Yep. Okay. And then you're narrating. Yes. Interior, cabin, night. The cabin is nestled deep in the snowy woods. The wind howls outside and the fireplace crackles. Four women, all wearing winter coats, sit around a table. Why, why did we agree to this? Playing tag with Frosty, the snowman in the middle of nowhere? It's just a silly game, Lucy. Besides, it was Ovaltine's idea. <laughs> I thought it would be fun. Frosty's been lonely all these years. Lonely? He's a snowman. 
Well, he's got a soul, Sarah, and he's been watching us. The women glance at the window. Frosty stands outside, his cool eyes fixed on them. This is insane. We're grown women. Tag, you're it. She touches Lucy's shoulder. Lucy gasps as Frosty's shadow moves closer. No fear, you didn't say not it. Too late, you're Frosty's target now. Lucy bolts out the cabin, Frosty hot on her heels. <laughs> Exterior, snowy clearing night. Lucy runs through the snow, Frosty getting on her. She glances back and screams. He's real, Frosty's real! <laughs> Emma, Opal, Team, and Sarah follow laughing. Tag, Lucy. <laughs> Lucy stumbles and Frosty touches her shoulder. She freezes, her breath visible in the icy air. You're it. Lucy's eyes widen as Frosty melts into the snow, disappearing. Interior, cabin, later. The remaining women huddled by the fireplace. We, we have to find Lucy. Frosty's playing for keeps. But how? He's made of snow. We need to play the game right. Tag him back. They venture outside, Frosty's laughter echoing. Tag, Frosty. Wait, exter- no, I was waiting for uh, Teresa to give us a laugh there. <laughs> okay, exterior, snowy woods, night. The women chase Frosty, dodging trees and icy patches. Tag Frosty. Frosty stumbles, but he's fast. <laughs> we need a plan. They lure Frosty towards the frozen lake. Tag him when he's distracted. As Frosty steps onto the ice, they surround him. Tag. Frosty's cold eyes widen. He melts, sinking into the frozen water. Did did we win? But Frosty's laughter echoes from beneath the ice. <laughs> You're it now. The wind screams Frosty's frozen hand burst through the surface. Fade out. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs>